Hello everyone, welcome to Behind the Scenes in Health podcast. This podcast is a show where we are focused on finding out what happens behind the scenes in the healthcare industry with focus in Nigeria, Africa and sometimes the diaspora. A lot of persons do not have an idea of the sheer grit and determination that goes on with building in healthcare, starting from training in school to building healthcare businesses. A lot more do not even have the idea of what patients pass through in the course of receiving healthcare or what patient care is all about. My name is Ronald Kelechigwe, popularly known as Dr. Ron, and I'm your host. I am a medical doctor with a postgraduate degree in clinical anatomy and currently pursuing another in health informatics. I'm interested in healthcare technologies, innovation, patient care, informatics, and health content creation. I run MRI Medic, a company focused on helping healthcare companies tell their brand stories using social media. Join me on the podcast as I interview and have chats with experts across the healthcare space, including players in health tech, seasoned clinicians, finance experts, healthcare professionals who have geared up the practice, and even patients who have at one point or the other received healthcare. It is my hope that with this podcast, we will shed light on some of these gray areas improve patient care and hopefully inspire the next generation of healthcare professionals one conversation at a time. In today's episode, I'll be talking about remote work and how you can get into remote work as a healthcare professional. COVID-19 has shown us what is possible as a lot of persons work largely from home during the peak of the pandemic. A couple of them lost their jobs and a lot more were able to find new jobs, which were largely remote-based jobs. I'll be talking about understanding how remote work happens and how you can even find out if remote work is for you and the things you need to do to get into remote jobs. Don't touch that dial. I'll be right back. I'm back and uh, let's get into the conversation. So, um, yeah, recently uh, with COVID-19 pandemic, uh, we've seen a lot of healthcare persons, doctors, nurses, med lab, pharmacists, uh, beginning to look at working remotely. Uh, yeah, because uh, COVID-19 showed us what was possible. We had a lot of persons working from home because of the lockdown. So it was actually possible to sit in your house with good laptop and internet and, you know, get your job done. And even though the it's eased out a bit, the pandemic has eased out, lockdown is out and everybody's uh, going about their way and offices are trying to return back to the normal uh, pattern of office work. A lot more people are looking at remotely. So are you considering a career change to work remotely? So I'll just talk about a couple of things. Um, yeah, things like uh, if remote work is right for you, where do you find these jobs? Uh, what kind of skills do you need to be successful in remote work? And um, yeah, so it could be some person's calling, really, or it's something you could learn on the go. But exactly, you need to figure out why and how exactly do you want to work remotely and whether you have what it takes to be successful at remote work. So the first thing you want to ask yourself is why do you want to work remotely? You know, you just don't want to leave your current job 
and uh, jump straight into remote work because the truth is remote work is not really for everybody. So this might be the most difficult question you want to ask yourself. And uh, again, it depends on how long you've been thinking about uh, remote work. Yeah, we, we know there are a lot of benefits that come with remote work. You know, you don't have to do the normal traffic. If you live in Lagos, the traffic is crazy. Uh, you don't want to see distracting uh, co-workers or colleagues in the office. Or you probably just want to have a different outlook to life. You know, you wake up when you want to, you just log in or work from any part of the world. That's fine. So, yeah, remote workers usually have very flexible schedule. And, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot more of them have uh, good family time. You know, I mean, they get to chill out and doesn't necessarily mean they work less than those who are in the office. So you need to ask yourself, what is your why? Why do I want to work remotely? Then if you're able to answer that, then you move to the next question. Uh, are you able to manage your time effectively? Can you manage your workload on your own? You know, it's working remotely demands the same level of discipline as waking up in the morning, uh, dressing up, uh, entering the bus or driving yourself to office and doing the job. So it's typically almost the same thing, right? So, I mean, if you're able to walk without somebody breathing down your shoulder and all of that, then you might probably be on the right path. So, you need to be sure you can manage your own time effectively, uh, have a way to manage your schedule or your to-do list and all of that. So that's very, very, very important. Now, um, you also need to consider you probably be alone most of the time because you are home alone, probably in your small office at home. So are you that sort of person who thrives in uh, working alone for long hours? Because that's what you're new life is going to look like so that's fine also think about um, the skills and experience most uh, remote employers are looking out for because typically they, they tend to vary from the traditional uh, skills that you need to work in the office per se so for example we mentioned the efficient time management uh, you want to be very, very proficient in uh, communication. You need to be on top of your emails. You need to know how to use uh, tools like uh, Trello, Slack channels. Uh, you need to know things like graphic design, coding work, and all of that, right? So these are some of the things or skills you might want to ask yourself. So Basically, some persons will tell you to do some sort of skills audits. Uh, look at yourself, look at the job roles you're looking out for. Do you have them? And uh, where you're lacking, you probably need to get some certifications up your sleeves or, you know, improve your education to be a perfect fit for whatever role you're looking for. But the good thing again is that some of the skills, soft skills that you use in traditional nine to five are equally very transferable to uh, remote work. So that's a plus uh, for you. So then um, 
thinking about remotely so there are two two main uh branches of remote work or two ways in which it's structured so you could decide to go uh freelance completely freelance or you could decide to work for a company independently i mean okay they employ you like a normal staff it's just that you're not in the office or you're just uh, a complete freelancer like those guys who uh advertise their services on uh, platforms like uh, fiverr and upwork those are freelancers right so um both of them they have their advantages and disadvantages so for instance uh if you're working remotely for a company uh yes so you have a, a steady salary at the end of the month your alert drops and uh, yeah, you're gonna have uh, well-defined KPIs, measurable targets, and you know, some sort of consistent uh, workload from the office. So like I said before, your only challenge will be managing your time, uh, avoiding uh, distractions and you know, battling the feeling of loneliness, which you can uh, combat by maybe playing some music or something, right? So, um, yeah then the the freelance one where you're full-fledged uh freelancer so i think the downside to that is that uh, uh things might not always go according to plan you might not um, get enough clients in a month some months you might you know be empty as and you don't have jobs to do uh then you're also going to worry about um some sort of business side to yourself like creating invoices, you know, sending out proposals, uh, sending cold emails, cold calling clients, and, uh, you know, basically looking for people to work for. So you have to balance um, all this together because uh, I think those people who, who tend to have this uh, business-minded spirit uh, in them tend to sort of do well in remote work uh as the uh freelance side because they're able to you know push their limits push the boundaries of what they are uh, capable of right so those are the two broad areas of uh, <clears throat> remote work then um so uh a lot of persons ask so where do we find these jobs and all of that so there are a lot of uh platforms that really uh, offer remote jobs. So, but you need to find out specifically what you're looking out for. And um, in terms of remote jobs, there's no limit to what you can do. You have things like marketing, you have things like design, uh, it could be customer support, business management, it could be, it could be sales, it could be, virtual assistants and um, all of that. So those are some of the platforms. So but for a healthcare professional, I, I will talk about some of the uh, jobs you can do as a healthcare professional virtually and end good morning uh, from them. So I'll quickly just talk about um, some of the tips for, for being very successful in a remote work. So uh, the first thing is you should have uh, a dedicated workplace or workspace or workstation, whatever you want to call it. 
So you need that small cubicle where you can wake up and go to, you know, every morning without being uh, disturbed by uh, your family, your kids, uh, your wife or your husband, or other distractions that are in the house, right? So even if it's a small place, you get a piece of table uh, and chair, keep it tidy in the same location. So it basically helps you have that feeling of, I'm going to work, but this is not the traditional going to traffic, going to meet colleagues and all of that. So, and yeah, it's good to keep your desk tidy, makes you very efficient and uh, productive. So that's one, uh, one pro tip there. Then the second one is to create a schedule and try to stick to it. So I talked about uh, time management before, uh, being able to stick to your schedule. So it um, sort of helps. Uh, so because you tend to pay attention to probably your most productive hours and try to work around that period so that you're able to, you know, deliver more on whatever activities or projects you're doing at the at that point in time, you know. So, and the truth is, you can always experiment and figure out what works best for you. I think that's what I do. So, for me, I found out my peak productive times and times when I take break, do other things, and but at the end of the day, I just make sure I deliver um, on whatever project I'm doing or whatever it is I'm doing for the company I work for remotely. So having this at the back of your mind makes you, you know, more results oriented sort of. So it's, yeah, it works really. Then uh, it's good to prioritize. So it's usually nice to have a clear idea of what your to-do list looks like. Uh, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, if possible, even on a yearly basis. So, because there's no supervisor breathing down your neck, no manager looking at you and all of that. So, you essentially have to manage yourself. And the rule of prioritization says you, you have to tick off the most important ones uh, first before you get to the bottom of the list. So it's up to you to figure out which tasks are your top tasks, which ones are your bottom tasks, which ones need to be done right now, now, or to be postponed for later. So that's totally up to you. And um, yeah, the last thing is to experiment. Uh, they keep talking about this Pomodoro technique. Uh, which is quite very helpful for people that work remotely. Where we talk about the 25-5 uh, process, where you work for 25 minutes, you take a five-minute break, and you come back. You know, you keep doing this, and it works very well. So, and your breaks could be different activities. You know, take a walk. You know, drink water. You know, listen to music or something. So. Those are some of the tips for setting you up for success, actually, as a remote worker. And I'll quickly run through some of the jobs that uh, a healthcare professional can do um, remotely. Yeah, so because you're looking at leveraging your 
healthcare experience or your healthcare background and see where it can apply effectively and yeah make you some money i mean that's why we are all working to make money and uh, have a good life so uh i stumbled across a couple of job roles when i was in my research and a uh, couple of the list i mean this list is not exhaustive like i usually say at the end of the podcast i mean you should go and do your research do more digging and uh, fact finding uh you'll be amazed at tons of information you find from your research so in no particular order you have a medical transcriptionist that's one rule so basically what they do is uh, transcribe doctor's notes and patient uh, information for voice recording and the aim is to produce clear and concise written reports right so and this is usually very um i think it's very prevalent in countries like united states and you know care about so it's a good one and all you just need to have in terms of skill sets you should be able to listen effectively uh be able to type quickly and type fast and um yeah good familiarity with medical terms so as a healthcare person with a healthcare background being familiar with medical terms shouldn't be an issue so that is um one job for you and it pays well i think on the average of 28 grand thousand dollars per year then uh yes there are a couple of courses you can take up to become a remote medical transcri transcriptionist so you could check on platforms like i think uh, coursera or udemy or probably check on youtube you should be able to see some there then another skill or job you can do is a health information technician. So basically what you do is uh, manage medical records for different healthcare facilities. So this kind of records, you're talking about insurance records, uh, you're talking about billing details and all of that. So yeah, you also need to be very conversant with medical terms and procedures then uh, you should have a fair understanding of how data works and uh, how how does data support healthcare because that's basically what you're doing with health information uh, management so they earn pretty well in the range of uh, 40s to 50 grand per year usd so yeah and there are also a lot of courses um, can take online around the uh, health information uh, management. Then uh, another one you can do is uh, a health recruiter. So basically what you do, you you look for professionals and match them with positions at facilities, you know, screen candidates, resume resumes, probably negotiate employment agreements and all of that. So I used to do this before, and uh, yeah, it's an interesting thing to do. Basically, uh, you you know where the jobs are, and you know where the people are who can do those jobs. So basically, uh, you're connecting candidates with jobs, and you take your own percentage or negotiate with the facility how they're gonna pay you, and uh, yeah, you're good to go. Another uh, remote job you can do is a medical writer. So 
this area has been so uh let's say neglected maybe that's the word to use so being a medical writer is an interesting place to be or interesting job to do rather and um yeah a lot of them get paid good money to do medical writing and your job description typically will look will sound like uh conducting research providing written manuals or training materials about specific medical uh, accomplishments or new discoveries and most times you work with big pharma or people who are doing research you know and for the fact you're coming from the healthcare space you're already familiar with healthcare terminologies medications and that's a plus for you so if you're able to develop your writing skills because that's what you're going to be doing most of the time then uh, add some research skills to data organization and you're basically good to go and the last one i want to talk about is um being a coordinator especially for healthcare organizations or charities yeah the non-profit sector so you just um, ensure that they have their funding and they're able to raise funds uh you know basically plan events for them find new ways to raise funds because one of the major challenges of uh, non-profits is uh, getting uh, or running short of money that's one of the big challenges so as a coordinator that is where you come in handy and yeah the pay is not fine between um 30 to 40 45 grand so there are a couple of courses too you can find on udemy on Coursera, and um around raising funds and all of that so a couple of persons always ask um i mean is is the healthcare industry good for remote jobs? Yeah, because like I said, COVID happened and there is a global demand for healthcare professionals in all sectors, really. So if you look well, there's a gap for you to fill and uh, make your money from it. And there are also a lot of you know, uh, growth opportunities in uh, the healthcare space, really because uh, right now with telemedicine telehealth improving technologies uh medicine or healthcare has broken down geographical barriers really so you can be wherever you are work remotely and you know grow uh, in your career then with the increasing conversations around uh, diversity and inclusion yeah there are more opportunities for you to get into remote jobs so yes that is my uh short intro into remote jobs and uh yeah so if you have any questions you can always shoot an email or something so that is all we have on today's episode of getting into remote jobs as a healthcare professional in subsequent episodes we'll be discussing other aspects of remote work that we think you should know about 
you've enjoyed the podcast, please share within your network and social circle so that others can also enjoy these beautiful conversations. Till I come your way in the next episode, I remain your host, Dr. Ron. Cheers and bye.